0: This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data, and analysis over at businessofapps.com.
1: Welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics. We promise to do our best to keep it both insightful but brief. In this episode, we have Lucia Aguilar founder at Tatam Digital. Lucia, welcome back to the Business of Us podcast.
0: Hi, Art. Thank you for having me again.
1: Okay, that's great. It's great to have you back. All right. Um, generative AI ChatGPT, leveraging the power of AI for app analytics. Following this new trend, marketers don't want to be left behind and actively explore what this new flavor of artificial intelligence and automation have to offer. But this is not to say that influencer marketing has stopped working, that influencers have lost their power of persuasion. Absolutely not. We're still human beings who trust other human beings for those opinions with value. What's on the horizon for influencer marketing this year? I'm glad you asked. Today, we have Lucia to talk about 2023 influencer marketing trends. But first, Lucia, last time we spoke, it was the summer of 2021. Uh, So, for the sake of new listeners, since uh, please tell me about yourself a bit.
0: Yeah, sure. So, I'm Lucia. I'm CEO and founder of Tatam Digital, which is an influencer marketing agency with performance focus. Um, Also, I founded another company that's called Luli Invierte, where I teach about finance and investments for mostly women in Spanish speaking countries. I have over 25,000. Students in my platform, and I'm also a mom of two little boys, from nine and six years old. Um, So I we live in Spain with my husband, which is also the co-founder of my agency. Uh, We are originally from Argentina.
1: Oh, that's great! I love when uh, app entrepreneurs and mobile entrepreneurs in general uh, already have family. Uh, That means they're more responsible. They're more we're thoughtful about what they do what the apps they create, what the platforms they run, they have way more thought into you know any externalities, any negative parts that the actions they take may produce. So they have way more better perspective on life and on business.
0: Totally. Uh, we are lucky that we can choose the clients that we have. And we are always thinking, are these products, are these apps, uh, for the world that we wanna be in, in the future, are the products for the, the, the world that we wanna leave to our kids. Um, so yes, for sure.
1: The app industry is best. To navigate this space, you need a directory to look up suppliers and partners, and you need to know who are the best. Visit our marketplace directory at businessofapps.com slash marketplace slash podcast. And now back to the show. All right, great. Uh, tell me about uh, TATAM just a little bit more. Uh, what set you apart from the rest?
0: Yeah, so TATAM was founded in beginning 2019. Uh, so we are four years old and we grew like crazy in the last four years. We are 60 now, 60 uh, people team. And what set us apart, we have very strong values from the day I created the company. So we have very strong values on transparency, on not charging our clients one euro on top of an influencer fee. We like to think we are part of their team, that we are not suppliers, uh, we are just partners and we are part of their team. For us, it's very important to make them grow and that's the mission of the company. We wanna make our clients grow. So if we are not making our clients grow, we are not doing the mission of the company. We have a very strong performance focus. So we, we, we measure every step of the funnel. We have a BI team that measures every campaign, every month. We produce papers, we give talks, we share the knowledge. We want to raise the bar in influencer marketing across the whole industry.
1: Yeah, this is great. Um, now, uh, last December, uh, the Promotion Summit Berlin 2022 you presented the number of trends for the influencer marketing industry for this year, the year 2023. So I'd like to cover these starting with what's going on with the creator's economy. What are the trends do you see in this area and how actually well are they prepared for the current economic climate, which is not easy to put it yeah. mildly. <laughs>
0: yes, yeah. it's, it's, It's tough, you know, this year, uh, for all advertising. Um, you've seen meta, uh, doing layoffs, a lot of like, um, tech companies doing layoffs as well that, that we, that handle a lot of, um, media from clients. So I think we're going to see an intersection from the creators economy where brands are not promoting as much as they used to. And at the same time, they are seeing an opportunity to monetize their audience other ways than just doing a Patreon or waiting from from the brands. Um, so we see this as a trend that way more creators um, are going to launch their own products, their own services, and maybe sometimes they won't or they they will do less branded content on their channel because they will be focusing more on promoting their own. Um, products and services on their own media.
1: Creators should be more creative in a way to um, find new ways to work with brands and uh, keep up with the current economy.
0: Yeah, and, and launching their own products. Like I see creators being super creative in creating content, but sometimes mm-hmm. they are not super creative into launching new businesses or managing yeah. companies or doing a PNL. So. Uh, yeah, they have to 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 leverage their, their own uh, creativity into new areas.
1: That's not an easy skill to have both parts, like, you know, to be, so to speak, both Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak in the same person to be exactly. that, uh, you know, successful. So, OK, let's talk the platforms. Uh, we know there's a huge landscape of those right now. How would you assess the influencer marketing campaigns' efficiency of working with these?
0: Well, we at TATAM, we have six or seven different tools. Uh, that's the the good part about being a, a medium to big size agency that we are able to pay and a lot of money for the best tools that there are in the market. As when I when I was head of growth in a in a in an app. I couldn't pay all those tools because it was way more than my marketing budget. So now that uh, we manage the campaigns of 27 companies, we're able to pay for these tools. So tools are a great ally, but tools alone don't are not everything. You need to put and to to, to unite the dots and to be able to read the information. and. I haven't found that one tool alone does all the all the ways. So we need sometimes some tools to um, research for new influencers, some others to make sure that they are not committing fraud, some others to measure performance, some others um, to see what competitors are doing uh, on influencer marketing. Um, so they continue to be uh, highly inefficient. Um, so that's why... We have, we have to have like five or six depending on, on, on where we are at the year. Um, so high performance team will continue to rely on agencies, I think, to one scale and to connect the dots using different tools.
1: Yeah, especially the fraud part is that, um, well, it's not surprised that influencer marketing is also uh, under the threat of this, uh, so to speak, pandemic. Uh, if I remember correctly, the numbers from the recent research where the industry still says that the huge part of the advertising budget is actually going for nothing, uh, for thin air. So yeah, yes. naturally influencer marketing is a part of the model uh, in advertising economy. So unfortunately yeah. it's influencer, influencer as well.
0: Yeah, and our, you know, uh, there are a lot of um, companies right now with a harsh economy going towards CPA um, type of payment to the influencers. So they're paying based on actions that they want the influencer to perform or the audience to perform. So let's say downloads. So I'm gonna pay each influencer based on downloads and I'd pay them, I don't know, $1 each download. So influencers probably, uh, they, I don't know if they try to do fraud or maybe some of these platforms try to do fraud or even they send it to all their audience, like just download it and then erase it. So they get paid um so i think this shift in the economy with a lot of um clients wanting to pay and to de-risk and not pay a fixed fee to an influencer and just pay based on action are actually detrimental to their own growth because uh the audience won't download it and use it because they want just because they were like influence, but uh, not in the right way, you know? Um, and, and also we are seeing a lot of cyber attacks. And um, I just read a paper that 81% of the apps have no protection against cyber attacks. So this is beyond uh, acquisition, right? But like um, cyber crime and cyber fraud are are hot right now. So we need to be very, very conscious about this and which platforms are we paying to, how um, the agencies are working, how the influencers are working. So yes, fraud is a huge topic.
1: Yeah, cyber attacks, ransom. That's that's the entire universe on its own. We can spend a few hours talking about that separately. But yes. let's get back to the topic of the table uh, right now and move on to the next question, which is one of the basic benchmarks uh, that allows to, so to speak check the temperature in the room for the ad industry, CPM, cost per mile. So what do you see for influencer marketing for this year?
0: Well, I think um, we're seeing that along with the inflation that we see worldwide and the inflation that we see in Europe, in the U.S., in Canada, in Latin America, we're going to see this inflation also reflected on the fees that the influencers charge. And the CPMs are going to get higher. Unfortunately, this is something that we cannot like. Influencers will have also to pay their gas and their rent, exactly. and are just is going people.
1: up. Right?
0: Yes. So um, this is something that we are gonna see, and it's it gonna go alongside inflation.
1: App user privacy is a huge topic right now in every part of mobile ecosystem. Uh, so it's a sharp focus for mobile marketing since well the. Fairly recent Apple's introduction of ATT framework. At this point, I think pretty much the industry on in its entirety worked out the, the approach, how you should change your uh, strategy. So what about the influencer marketing? What is the impact um, and your expectations for this year?
0: Yes. Well, this has been, strangely enough, a good impact on influencer marketing because we are not targeting the, the users based on their private data, but we're mm. targeting the users based on their interest, gathering with the audience, where they are not persecuting the audience with right. targeted ads. So if they like, I don't know, aviation, and they go to an aviation YouTube channel, then we're going to talk to them because we think they're a good fit with the claim that we're working. So it's not as intrusive as maybe you are talking about aviation and you see an ad on your um, screen or, yeah, you search for aviation in one browser and then you see it on one social media and ad for that thing that you just browse. So this is more of um, meeting the audience where the audience wants to be meet rather than the other way around, which I think it's, it's better for, it's a better user experience. It's a very yeah it's it's better for 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 the customers i think at the end and also we are not doing anything with their personal data we don't know who they are we just know that they are interested in a specific topic so um this has been good and i think we will continue and and growing more so i think that's why influencer marketing has a huge potential still to be untapped
1: yeah, thanks for bringing this crucial difference with you know what stands in voice and marketing from the rest, because it used to be the intent, uh, the major criteria for connecting uh, brands and people. And thanks, uh, quote unquote, to Facebook for that move. We switched to the behavior targeting, and we came we we've gone through the long story of collecting information about users to define their behavior. And we've got these creepy ads that are following around through you, the internet, wherever you go, once you um, show the interest for a specific product that's actually on the brand's website. And you got those ads on Facebook, on Instagram, and the rest. And when they, with influencer marketing, it's natural way of connecting with people. They're showing their interest explicitly. You're not intruding in their private area. You're just following uh, the place where they want to be and uh, presenting them something that is relevant to them right now. And they're pretty engaging in that topic at that point. Yeah, exactly. That's, that, that's a great marriage of people's interest and what brands can offer with influencers. Yeah. Now, app attribution is enormous important, as we know, because we just touched on the Fraud and attribution, unfortunately, is far from being perfect to this day. It's been said and written a lot, um, but still there is a room for improvement. Uh, What are your expectations for this year in this regard?
0: Well, people will continue not to click on the ad. (laughs) Um, So, But the ones that do, and we estimate that almost 50% of the people click actually on the ad or redeem the code. Even if the code comes with a discount, people sometimes don't like to click or put the code, they forget, Um, but the ones that do, we're able to secure that traffic, understand the funnel, model that funnel, and track the information. We have um, enormous dashboards and a lot of information with our BI team to understand for every client, every step of the funnel, understanding if they click, for example, if the click through rate, is not great, even if not everyone clicks. We know from mm. the ones that clicks to the ones that actually bought the, the product or downloaded the app or subscribed to the app, what is what is going on. So we are able to optimize the campaign with all that data. That, as you said, it's not perfect and it's far to be perfect. We cannot, and one, one important part, if you are listening to this podcast and you are running influencer marketing, is not to compare your influencer marketing results to other paid media um, results as it's less trackable than Mm -hmm. um, just an ad. You know, a a spoken ad on a YouTube video, on an Instagram, on a TikTok, on a tweet, it's not the same as having a banner Google search ad.
1: (laughs) Right. Now let's switch on the next topic, which is partnership. It's kind of a major staple of how influencer marketing work. So what are the trends for this essential component on the market right now? Well,
0: at the time, we always focus on the organic uh, reach of every campaign that we did. But the trend that we are seeing this year is that the video creativities are working way better than any other creativity. And the ones generated by the influencers even more. So we are proposing this for, to all our clients to really leverage the creative that the influencer already created for the organic reach to be uh, really put on on paid social, for example. Mm-hmm. But there is another layer that you can do also um, to create content from the influencer to be embedded in your app. Uh, it could be um, PR, it could be a tes- testimonial, it could be in-app content. It could be many, many, many things. There is also SEO that you can do with the influencer name if they are very well known. Um, explicit landing pages that we do that for many of our clients or um, yeah potential clients arrive to a landing page that already has the face of the influencer. And they say, welcome influencers from Arts We we were waiting for you. Like we have it. And yeah, there are many, many things. Um, so I think going forward we need to think influencer marketing as as a 360 strategy uh, with the talent in the center and how we can leverage that not just having the organic content out but what else can we do
1: great so in this respect apple's uh, uh, app product custom pages come really handy for that reason so you can customize a page uh, in a partnership with the influencer and build that experience you just described this is great Uh, let's talk about one of our beloved acronyms, custom acquisition cost. Uh, So what do you think is coming for this benchmark this year?
0: Well, I think alongside inflation and alongside some recession uh, that we're going to start seeing this year, unfortunately, CACs are going to go up. Uh, The costs are going up and people are buying less. So these two um, are going to make that unfortunately the CAC is gonna go up. And this, as you said in the beginning, it's not that the influencer lost their power, it's just that the audience is having less money. The the, the purchasing power of what they were making now is uh, less. And also they have to be more cautious of what they're buying. And sometimes uh, a subscription to an app is not an essential Product. And sometimes some customers that in the past were able to subscribe to products or buy services, right now they have to, you know, pay 200 and 300% more of gas, you know. So, right. unfortunately, this is world economics. And even though we are very focused on our app instant subscribers and, and stuff, we have to stop and look around a little bit of what's going on in the world and what's going on with the economics around the world.
1: Exactly. As much as we all love apps, they're not essential part of people's lives, not as essential as utilities they're paying for. Yeah. We have to accept this reality and just be mindful. Uh, we have to set expectations right given the current economy. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, TikTok. Setting aside this perspective of being banned in U.S. Uh, in the near future, if that's going to happen, which is not a given, but it may. Uh, how does it stand among the rest of social media today? Uh what's coming for this platform this year?
0: Well, TikTok is continue to, to be breaking all the records. Now Chat GPT broke TikTok's record, but like um when I wrote this presentation last December, we didn't have ChatGPT um free to use. Mm-hmm. Um so TikTok it has more uh, three times more monthly uh, hours spent than Instagram. I read a paper the other day that the average scrolling length of a, a person is the height of the Statue of the Liberty, New York.
1: Jesus so Christ. that's
0: how much we scroll uh-huh. a day. It's out of like it's out of the mind uh but i do think that there is a difference between the consumption on tiktok and the consumption for example on youtube on on content on youtube you it's it's kind of even the body language that you have is different when you are uh watching a youtube you wanna be entertained or you wanna learn or you wanna do something with the video you're just engaging more with tiktok it seems like you are like just trying to like kill your brain and like be like you know a scroll 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 and so that's why i think we're still not seeing that much of a performance on youtube on TikTok as we see it on youtube um users are more engaged on on, on youtube as of now this could change like any day you know uh, the, the behavior of, of people like two years ago there was no person above the age of 30 on TikTok, and right now there are so many people um in all age cohorts. So I think this can change, but as of now, I think people are going to TikTok just to be more numb than to be engaged with uh, what they're seeing. So that's why I think we are not seeing as much conversion as we see in other
1: platforms. And the final uh, question, video format assessing its efficiency right now, uh, how, is it, how does it stand uh, with display and search? Uh, how's it doing right now?
0: Well, this is the year that influencer marketing, uh, influencer content generated. This is the year that influencer generated content and user generated content will fuel your creativity. This is the year that I think all marketers are using all that generated content that is amazing to like really be able to produce amazing ads, more engaging ads. Next year, more money will be spent on video-based campaigns that on SEM and traditional display. So we are we are seeing this trend going forward um, as video being the fastest-growing area in online advertising. I think um, displays or regular posts or regular text, like people are getting more used to, to seeing video. We are not like static um, ads wouldn't have as much. Um, creativity or as much results as as video can can have
1: right so now i have a question that recently i've been asked every guest on this show because i believe (laughs) everybody has something to say with this respect what would you really like to change in the mobile space right now
0: in the mobile space or in the marketing mobile space because I think there are yeah, two different marketing, marketing side. Yeah. So as I was head of growth of a company, um I like to see the whole impact of the marketing initiatives in the growth of a company. Um so when I was head of growth, I took the company from one million monthly active users to 13 million monthly active users in three and a half years. And At the beginning we couldn't track anything like uh, we didn't have any of the tools that we have right now so we just saw the growth and we like celebrate the growth and i think in the last few years we have been so focused on attribution that we lost that growth mindset of thinking how can we make the company grow uh of course we need to understand which of the different alternatives are giving us the best return of investment but i think the whole um, marketing strategy that will make the company grow and like be very well known and a lot of people will s- start using it more will give us what we want at the end which is making the company grow um, so i will i would wish that marketers are not as upset for individual contributors but just also seeing the whole impact of the marketing strategy
1: gotcha all right very very final question how can people get in touch with you and get information about what you do
0: Sure. Um, you can write me at Lucia at tatam T A T A M. dot digital, or you can visit our website, which is tatam.digital. digital.
1: Perfect, Lucia. Thank you so much for coming back and spending this time with us on the show. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Art. Until and
1: my pleasure. And that was Lucia Aguilar founder at Tatum Digital. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, just search for Business of Apps and you will find us easily. Remember, we release episodes on Mondays. So subscribe and you'll be able to get new episodes on your smartphone, tablet, or computer as soon as we release them. And please don't forget to leave us a review or comment on iTunes. It is highly appreciated. And all episodes will also be available on businessofapps.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com.